0: Hello everyone and welcome to Beers and Boost. I'm Barry. I'm Zach. And I'm Nathan. And uh, hopefully you noticed the t-shirt this week. Uh, I've been on a psych <laughs> kick for the past couple days so I had to wear my pineapple shirt and it's all the great names of Gus. <laughs> Still, I should put a pineapple on I do the love it. Seat.
1: <laughs> Still haven't watched it.
0: And you're now off the podcast. <laughs> okay, hold up. What? What? <laughs>
1: You, you heard me i've never watched psych yeah
2: like yeah you're, of the you're, best you're off the podcast yeah we're, we're still gonna need your do will be together we're still gonna need your space to record uh but
0: okay you're off you just can't be on it uh you yeah. know you're sam matt you're doing the background editing and yeah not ever saying anything i'll
1: just sit back there in that corner and not say anything just with the mixer.
0: Yeah. <laughs> Uh, but anyway, we're doing World War Beer week four or five, whatever. What is time? Who knows? But matchups? Don't remember. Um, <laughs> <laughs> either way, we have got Erdinger's Crystal Vice beer and uh, Modelo Negro. The Erdinger Crystal Vice beer, oddly enough, got uh, the flat fives, like flat fives across the board, <laughs> but somehow ended up as our number seven seed. And Negro Modelo is our 32nd overall seed. Ooh. So, but yet, yeah, wow. it's a, got a 3.25 from Zach, a 3.5 from me, and a 3.25 from Nathan. So fairly good scores, but somehow ended up as number 32. <laughs> the so last it, one. So it, it, it literally is the last seed versus the number one seed. I mean, somehow it's number seven, but... <laughs> And I think this will tell you how long it's been since we had
2: the Erdinger. When I was pouring these, I'm like, oh, well, this is another close one. Like, this is another,
0: like... (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. It's gonna Um, be interesting. So I gotta point it out. um, You'll see it when we start it, but let's just go ahead and start with Negro Modelo so that way I can show off my Mexican restaurant mug.
1: I do have it in my Lost 40 Easy Tiger Mexican lager glass.
2: I, I I don't. I have it in a
0: nice large glass. Oh, that's such a good beer. Let's see here. Um, Negro Modelo, um, according to Beer Advocate, is a 77 overall, 5.4%. Um, as you know, there's nothing on the bottle. It is a Mexican lager. Uh, but technically, according to the untapped, it is qualified as a Vienna lager. Which would now make this the third Vienna lager we have had on the podcast. As Yingling is a light Vienna lager, Sam Adams is an amber Vienna lager, and Negro Modelo is a darker Vienna lager.
1: Interesting. So, hmm. <clears throat> so is that just like a? They're just throwing out like a net, like it, it goes in that bucket. <laughs> that I silo. mean,
0: uh, probably. I mean, a Mexican lager is a base off of a Vienna lager. Like that is the base of a Mexican lager. So I would assume that. This one is just the darker version of what they decided to do. Um, okay, so so Barry, you're the you're the knowledge guy for us. Like,
2: what? I I guess I don't have a concept of Vienna Lager. Like, what sets that apart from a normal Lager
0: or a normal European Lager or is that the um, kind of thing? The exact uh, things right here for the Vienna Lager, uh, according to. The Brewers Association, Uh, this is an Amber Bitter European Beer category. Number one, Vienna Lager. It should be about four and a half to five and a half percent. It should have a little bit of malty characteristics to it with low hop. It should be a clean lager, Um, a little bit spiciness from some kind of hops. And a significant caramel or roasted aroma is inappropriate. So it should have absolutely none of those characteristics okay does that answer what you were
2: looking for maybe yeah a little bit a little bit no i i i definitely when i think of vienna lager i was thinking of the spiciness Mm -hmm. um a forward amount of flavor rather than just kind of a smooth aspect um
0: It's definitely, if you compare it to a regular kind of European lager or even just a pale lager or anything like that, it's definitely more malt-forward and more Mm -hmm. malt-heavy. And it will use, uh, this one does not say the types of hops. Um, It just says noble hops. So I would assume your traditional German uh, noble hops or maybe some East Kent Goldings would be okay, all of which do have spicy, citrusy notes to them. In in the level of...
2: Okay. Would that change up at all on the fact that this is a Mexican lager version of that, do you think?
0: Not necessarily. I would think because this is a darker version, it should come in with a little bit more of the toasty characters, but not a lot. Just a little bit more maltiness, just a little bit more roundedness, and maybe a little bit more sweetness. Uh, especially considering how this is at the top or end of the ABV allowed uh, amount for being a lager. So uh, kind of like a lot like a Sam Adams was. But just with a little bit more malt background.
2: Okay, gotcha. Well, a we all love this beer. Gonna 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 say that up right off the bat. I do think uh, it kind of fits the bill. Um, I don't get any of that roastiness. I get definitely some toastiness because it is a darker mm-hmm. version of that type of beer, um, and the sweetness comes through too because that it's at the top end of that alcohol output
1: mm-hmm. i hate that it took me so long to try this beer because i would never had one until we had it on the podcast for this so because <laughs> <laughs> i would have had it plenty more times but yeah i mean it from what you said it's shocker it it checks all the boxes <laughs> but
0: it, it's got a nice caramel uh and biscuit Background like a base. Mm-hmm. The base is very y and biscuity, but it not like in a sweet aspect. It's kind of like that bread, a little bit of toast. Um, kind of like how a base lugger would have a breadiness aspect to it. This is just you know, it saw a little bit of time in the oven. It mm-hmm. got a little bit of the sugar caramelized. It, it's didn't really the, good base.
1: The notes you read didn't it say that,
0: like caramel
1: was not allowed.
0: Of course, I think as soon as you ask a question, um, <laughs> I'm a waiter. A, now. a significant caramel or roasted aroma is inappropriate. So a significant. Not flavor. Yeah, significant.
2: Okay. okay. Um, so, in... so aspects would be okay, but not uh, for, like, the, the main punch should not be that.
0: Yeah, the exact first line of the flavor profile reads as soft, elegant malt complexity is in the forefront with a firm enough hop bitterness to provide a balanced finish.
1: Mm-hmm. There it is. Yeah, I mean, there's there's no like hot bitterness, but you can tell that there's something there to round it all out.
0: Yeah, to keep it from getting too sweet because of adding in more sugars for the dark color, you'll get a sweeter beer. Mm-hmm. So, I think the thing that I love most about
2: this beer is the utility of it, and the way that the way that I use it almost primarily is as the offset to something spicy slash. I mean, it's Mexican. It's I, I eat it with Mexican food, and it's specifically mm-hmm. spicy Mexican food. So.
0: I, I bought a six-pack of this because I had seen that there's a shortage of beer in Mexico, and I was like, well, I'm not letting Negro Modelo not be in this house <laughs> for a little while. Uh, so I had a six-pack of it, and I made chili. And it's like a great base. You may, So when I make chili, I like to make a, um, like a chili paste, so it's dehydrated chilies. Um, that I mix up and then uh, soften, boil them and soften them, and then blend those with beer, coffee, and chicken stock. And that is my flavor base stock, like that. Item.
2: That is actually exactly what Eileen and I do as well. And we <laughs> use this beer as the base.
0: Yep, <laughs> it is a very versatile beer. And then, of course, you have to have one while you're making it.
2: <laughs> one,
0: well, I mean. At least. Okay. Baseline.
2: Baseline one. Baseline. Yeah. Right. Okay.
0: Now, uh,
1: if you're down in two and you're making something like a grilled cheese, we might need to have a talk, but.
0: It's really, uh, the right kind of chili takes a couple hours.
1: Yeah. So you can get through two, three. Six. What? <laughs>
0: <laughs> but we've talked about the Negro Modelo. Maybe not in depth but about it and about its versatility about its complexity about how it meets the standards but let's move over to somehow um one of our highest scoring beers that didn't get a number one overall seat just pure beauty in a glass
1: and this like half inch thick head has been there for 15 minutes now
0: oh boy hmm
1: i don't even know where to start it's so smooth and crisp and clean i guess it is a crystal vice beer
2: it it is sweeter than i remember it is a little sweet but not Mm off-putting in the sweetness i mean
0: damn that is an amazing beer (laughs) It's uh, fantastic. Now, when if you want to listen to a really, really in-depth conversation about what a Crystal vice beer is, listen to our first episode of World War Beer, um, well, the tournament version, where we did our number one overall complete seed, which is Vargen Softener's Crystal Weiss beer. Um, which basically, what we found out is Crystal vice beers are just wheat beers with a little bit lighter, heppy flavor, and a clearer profile. They're they're filtered. Yeah. <laughs> filtered where regular vice beers are not. Yeah. So, so there the should be crystal no haze. Crystal clear. And it yeah, is. Which it is. Mm-hmm. If I have a little web right up on it. Um oh man, that is.
1: It's it's kind of like the the asahi, like it's just simple. Like you get yeah. some like weedy grainy, there's almost like that heffy funk but not really it's just easy to down.
0: A bit, just a little bit. Mm-hmm. There,
2: it's not full banana. No. In fact, it's barely any banana. It's it's, the, it's there in the appropriate amount.
1: Yeah. It's the LaCroix effect of <laughs> flavorings. Yeah. Yeah.
0: yeah. Um, their website has it down with a whole bunch of different stuff. Um, let's see. Do they actually allow you to see... They do not let you see what hops and wheat and what barley are in it, but it is a wheat beer. Um, they say it is, gets its shining, crystal-clear appearance from intensive filtration. Um, let see here. It is 5.3%. And they say it goes with everything food-wise. Uh, beer Advocate gave it an 81 That's hmm. pretty... Pretty light, I would think, but um, Hmm. yeah, their website has almost nothing on it. There's actually more on the bottle than there is from their website. (laughs) Um, Erdinger is brewed with all natural, brewed all naturally using traditional Bavarian processes. Thank you for enjoying Erdinger, the world's number one Hefeweizen.
1: I remember us reading that and being confused. I think that's where we started to figure out that they're related.
0: Yeah, (laughs) the Hefeweizen is the base. Mm -hmm. this is the lighter smoother brother
1: Mm -hmm. yeah the head on top is super creamy at least for mine
0: oh yeah mine kind of dissipated a little bit but it it, when you get it's kind okay so i don't think i've ever said this in the show you don't have the head just like just to look at it there Mm -hmm. it brings with it Bubbles and nose and aromas, and it brings a smoothness to your palate before you get the beer. It basically is a way to open up your palate to what you're about to enjoy. And beers that don't have a head kind of do have sometimes have a less um, flavor profile and have a little bit less to smell. Well, when you've got a beer like this and it the, the creamy, foamy head just kind of hits you right when you start to take a sip and you're like, ooh. Yeah. Mm
1: -hmm.
0: And then you get all the flavor that comes in behind it. Your nose is able to pick up a whole bunch of stuff. Yeah, Yeah, I mean,
2: beers in a way, especially the way that we're grading them and tasting them, are like an entire meal. We have the starter, which is the nose and the head. And that kind of like establishes what the the tone of the meal is going to be. And then you have the entree, which is that throughput of flavor, um, which honestly, a lot of the beers that we've tried have lacked. That's where they fall apart is where you, because some, a lot of the beers that we even, the beers that we like, they have really good aroma and back end, that end of the meal, Mm -hmm. but they don't have that hefty punch of flavor. And I think, I think honestly, the the thing that stands out about almost all 32 of our World War beer contestants is that they have at least something in all three parts.
0: Mm Mm-hmm.
1: I'd say so. this one has a pretty solid, complete follow through. I mean, it's not intense. Fl- it's not arrogant <laughs> bastard, but.
2: <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Um... I, I love that beer, but fuck that beer. Um...
1: <laughs> I was, I finished that beer and was tasting it for like another half hour. I
0: swear. <laughs> it is in a way, perfection in a glass. And I think that's kind of why it got Fajolia Born. I think when we first originally had it, we were talking about that, and that it has the head retention. It has the appearance. It has the nose. It has that first initial taste. It has a little bit of taste that lingers and changes a little bit. And then the aftertaste, you get that actual, yep, yep, there's a little bit of heffy there,
2: mm-hmm. but
0: not a lot. You get a little bit of that clove. You get a little bit of that banana. You get a little bit of that actual funk that's in a heffy, but it's never too much. And it's so well... Everything flows. Everything has symmetry. It's just damn good.
2: (laughs) It is a very good beer. I don't think of this beer so much as number seven. So much as it's like... One F. Like... Yeah. yeah. (laughs) And I think all three of us... I think we're all suckers for this type of beer. And so if it's made well... Mm -hmm. Then... I... Have we had one we didn't like yet? No. Um, we had a super banana one. I don't know if it was Crystal.
0: I don't know if it was Crystal. Uh, we had beer. A, didn't we have the spot and heavy? I think you, look, you might be right. Let me look back. Let's see what we got here. Um,
1: don't say that brewery's name around me ever again.
2: Yeah. <laughs> we, we had a banana runt beer
0: that none of us liked.
2: Yeah, that might have been it.
0: Um, that was Eagle Brewing Banana Bread Beer. And that got 0.25s from everybody.
2: Uh, <laughs> I remember that one. Um,
0: I think it's the Spottin Optimator. Ugh. Yeah? Oh, any of those Spottins. <laughs> no, okay. Actually, the Spottin Optimator is a Doppelbach. Uh. But it got really bad scores. <laughs> <laughs> it was not good. So there is nothing on our World War Beer Season the season of World War Beer. There was no heppy or wheat beer or vice beer that got below a three and a half.
1: Okay, so, solid so, scores all
0: around. So yes, I I do think we like these beers. <laughs> Maybe we're biased. But it, it also helps when your brewery has been around since like 1802. They're pretty old. I will say, I think we all kind
2: of agreed on the spot and like the fact that that brewery has been around for like a few centuries, it was one of the older ones too. Yeah. And, and haven't figured actually out. Actually sells. Well, no, I think we all agree that that their beer just doesn't travel. Like, yeah, it could be. <laughs> cause they're still one of like the main ones that you go to. Like if you're out at, Top- at Toberfest, you'd go to the, the beer hall
0: for spotten and be like, okay, cool. Awesome. Let's do this. Mm-hmm. But, Yeah, I mean, Spotton's a huge brewery still. Uh, The one that we have not had on for World War Beer, and I kind of feel bad that we didn't, but we never had a Pauliner. Pauliner, yeah. Yeah, they make... I don't remember their Hefeweizen being this good, but their Hefeweizen is probably the most popular one in the world. And I do regret that we didn't get one of those, but at that point, we had already had like four weeks of German beers. We had to move on.
1: We could have yeah. kept going for another four weeks.
0: Yeah. Um, but no, this Crystal Vice beer is fantastic.
1: Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm.
0: Thinking it might be time to make a decision. Yeah, I'm going back to the Modelo to see. It's really, really tough. Only only because of the things that the Modelo brings out in you. <laughs> it's also, the Crystal Vice beer is the better beer.
1: Yeah. Modelo is also a lot easier to obtain. Well, usually. Maybe not right now. Yeah, <clears throat> which, as we found, everything okay. that we found easily is now unfindable.
2: Okay, I'm I'm gonna say this. My vote is for the 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 Crystal Vice Beer, Erdinger, um, because it is just so well made. It is so perfectly condensed into what it should be. If I had my druthers and it went with almost all the food that I eat and if it was part of a meal, I'd say I'd probably drink Modelo more. But I think um the vice beer is probably if I had to just choose like okay, the better flavor, the better, you know, beer,
0: that's that's what I'm going with.
1: I'm in the same boat.
0: Um the crystal Vice beer like it first sip after shutting up for a minute and sipping it and then going right back to the or right to the negro you get a real difference of mm-hmm. okay the negro is good but it is not great and mm-hmm. the crystal Vice beer is not just great it's damn perfect
1: mhm i mean the got all fives from us
0: <laughs> yeah it, it it's not a competition but i'm kind of surprised that the negro modello in my book Made me think for a minute, like when I first started drinking, I was like, man, that's a really good beer. I don't mm. know. Is this vice beer going to handle it? And you drink the vice beer and you're like, yeah, that's really good. But it never was really good. And you go back mm. to it and you're like, ah, dang it. <laughs> nope, never mind.
2: No. And, and and I don't mean to look so far ahead, but the fact that this is in a completely different region than the Mm-hmm. i <laughs> We might be looking at a finals matchup. Yeah, um
0: we actually I think that is why it got I think I remember us talking about our number one seeds and wanting to see what might happen. <laughs> so this beer uh not not, not never Modelo. Uh Erdinger. Uh Erdinger uh Crystal Weiss beer is in the same same bracket with Sierra Nevada Pale Ale. But Ooh. if it beats Sierra Nevada Pale Ale it will have to go up against maybe Sam Smith Lager.
1: Ooh. Those are going Just to, to get out. to the finals.
0: Like, <laughs>
1: this is, these episodes Wait. are going to be like two hours long by the last little bit of this. <laughs> yeah.
2: And <laughs> they might uh, be that long for the Bitter 16. Maybe. Like,
0: <laughs> yeah. There's <laughs> some
2: matchups that you're going to be like,
0: hell if I know. I don't. <laughs> well,. Before we go get our second round of beers, um, Mm -hmm. I do have to say, guys, I don't know if you saw it or not. Originally, when we put this list out, viewers, out there for you, um, we were originally going to do the Bitter 16 in person and finally get some semblance of being back together. I want to ask you guys this. I'm not really sure if we should, as Arkansas just had 500 outbreaks or 500 positive tests, and we're doing less testing than we ever have. I was actually talking to Nathan about that when he
1: dropped off the uh, Koenig Ludwig. Uh, Ford reopened some of their factories on Monday, yeah. and they've had to close them already because they've had confirmed cases.
0: Yeah. And it's not that I don't trust you guys. It's more so like, if how are we going to be setting examples for people out there that yeah. should be doing what we're doing? This. It just means that we're going to have to, if we don't do it in person, it's going to be harder and harder to find the beers. Yeah. <laughs> Cause we're the ones that are going to keep buying them.
1: I will say the beers that I'm like, I'm pretty sure that's going to win. I've been trying to get two of them <laughs> and not drink. Right.
2: Them. Yeah. Yeah. I, um, I mean, to be responsible, I think we need to make sure that we're distancing ourselves as much as possible. And the fact that this works means that we need to do it as, as long as possible relative to what's going on in the world. Um, I will say, you know, some of these beers, because of distribution issues, because of all of this, because of the COVID stuff, um, we are we might run into some serious issues in obtaining the same beer for later rounds. Yeah. Uh, and if, if that gets the case, if we uh, if we have proven ourselves to be healthy through all of this, then we might maybe not record together, but we might need to end up, like, splitting some beers into, like, some sippy cups.
1: Uh, I <laughs> Just a... to make sure
2: all of us, and, and dropping them off on porches to uh, yeah. make sure that we get uh, the right ones. I've got uh, a,
1: a ton of mason jars, so if we need to, we can <laughs> go yeah, yeah. straight southern, drink out of mason jars.
0: <laughs> all right. I, I, I have some myself, so. Two drawers in the kitchen. Damn. We, wow. don't use, we don't use Ziploc bags, so we, like, we've pretty much cut out plastic in almost every way in our household. And mm. to do that, we're using mason jars. That's so a good idea. We nice. have a lot of them. But anyway, <laughs> um, our next matchup is Koenig Ludwig, Vice Beer, another wheat beer, <laughs> versus
1: Boddingtons Pub Ale. Which we found. Maybe the last one in existence, but <laughs> we'll be back. And we're back, magically, with some more beers. I need to figure out like transition effects So just like kapush, Just like smash in
0: All three of us Well let's uh, smash down some Bonnington's Pub Ale <laughs> And some Kuniglugwig Ludwig Weiss Beer all One right. of the hardest beers In with this Arkansas to find But shout out Liquor World <laughs> You always got us covered Except Seriously. I looked today And they still don't have Sam Smith Organic Lager They got everything else mm-hmm. But still no Sam Smith
1: noodles uh, yeah. didn't either. They had more like varieties of Sam Smith, but not the organic lager.
2: I, I can confirm that. They have like five, six different Sam Smiths, but none of the lager.
1: Mm-hmm. It's like,
2: yeah.
0: Oh. Washington's Pub Ale um, is number 23 overall, and Koenig Ludwig is number six overall. <laughs> Koenig Ludwig got, surprisingly enough, three fives across the board. And Body Intense Pub Ale got a 3.5 from Zach, a 3.75 from myself, and a 3.75 from Nathan. And just because it looks so fucking good, let's go ahead and start (laughs) with it. Body Intense Pub Ale.
1: I didn't pour mine heavy enough.
0: That's smooth.
1: Mm -hmm. It's not got... There's not a whole lot going on. There's a little bit of bitterness in there, but it is very smooth almost creamy
2: it's it's kind of got a uh, because of the smoothness it's got like a watery bitter mm-hmm. like that's that's what it tastes like to me because that on that bitterness stands out yeah. in my mind
1: i mean i can still taste it on my tongue right now but yeah it is a little watery yeah. now that you say that i can t- definitely tell that
2: but i don't know if it's so much watery as it's not the heavy carbonation the bubbles that we're used to because of that nitrogenated smoothness to it. Could be.
0: <clears throat> so the stylistic guidelines, the English-style bitter is a very sessionable, lower alcohol, malt-driven style. Broad style description commonly associated with cask-conditioned beers, which this is supposed to be. Uh, that's part of the reason why it is a little bit watery, and the nitrogen-based uh, carbonation is there, Because in a cask beer, sometimes it's not even carbonated. Yeah. Uh, then it's a light to medium body, um, gold to copper in color, with a low residual malt sweetness. Hot bitterness is at a medium at most. Uh, commercial examples are not Body Tense Pub Ale. Uh, but you're supposed to drink it in this style, British style pint glass, at 50 degrees.
1: Got mm. that thermometer again. Okay. Which I do have a twenty-ounce version of that glass. I should have done that. Well
0: So we, we might need we might need to come back to that. Might need to definitely come back to that one. But um, it's very smooth. It's got a little bit of bitter. It's a little light. Uh, I mean, isn't body tints like four point two percent?
1: I don't think it's very high.
0: Um, four point six percent. So yeah, very very much so a, a session beer. Um, It is, you are meant to have six or seven of these at the pub. Um, (laughs) Pretty good biscuit flavor. Light malt, uh, uh, I mean, light hop, but enough there. Mm -hmm. You can tell there's Uh, some there, but... It's a pretty standard, what you would think,
2: British bitter. I think rather than looking for a complex sense of balance in this beer that we get from some of the other beers that we've had, this is about... We just want to provide a conveyance for this one flavor. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And That's they succeed. A little better. In, in my mind.
0: Yeah. Yeah. I mean, it made
1: it here. <laughs> it did.
0: It did. <clears throat> All right. Well, then um, moving on to König Ludwig. As we were just talking about the Crystal Vice beer being a lighter, heffy flavor, this is a full heffy. Whew. This is a
2: heffy weight. If you will. Good job. Damn.
1: That's such a good beer. Again.
0: I'm usually not so, one for
1: Heffies, but damn.
0: Uh, oddly enough, commercial examples, König <clears throat> Ludwig is not on it.
1: Hmm. We've been failing today. That's a heavy. Yep.
0: That is definitely the Crystal Weiss beer. Flavors turned up to 10. Yep. <laughs> and it is hazy. <clears throat> It's very hazy. That is truly an unfiltered wheat beer. Mm-hmm. Uh, you get the flavor of the wheat. You get the classic Hefeweizen, clovey, banana-y, estery, yeasty flavors. It's basically Germany's version, or Germany's answer, to Belgian yeast.
1: <laughs> I think that was a uh, shot at Nathan. <laughs>
0: It wasn't, I, I, but I, I felt that come across my
2: bow. Um, <laughs> you're, you're not wrong. I mean, the idea about that kind of estuary aspect to it is the same. I, I do think flavor-wise, I think I just prefer that Belgian yeast, maybe more of the stone fruit aspect of it, mm-hmm. to the, the banana-y aspect of this uh in terms of that aspect Ra- other than that like this beer it's not again like the previous round this is not too banana-y it's much more um imposing of a banana flavor mm-hmm. than previously
1: um this one you know is there there's not that moment of wait was that banana like
0: it's, yeah it's, it's there it's not a hint yeah yeah It's Uh, definitely not anywhere near the level I've had in some Hefeweizens before. This is not that's banana.
1: You know, turns me off to them, and why I never drink them is because I've had so many that are just
0: banana. There's the spice in this beer is what gets me. There's some other spice in it, and Mm -hmm. I can't quite put my nose on what it is. And the clove is there. It it's not nutmeg, but it's another hard spice like that. Allspice?
2: Is it? Uh, having come off that
0: Einstuck, is this coriander? It might be coriander. Now, they probably don't put coriander in it, but that's the yeast. That's the flavor coming from the yeast. It's it's that aspect of spice. Yeah. yeah. That's a, it's a... Yeah. I'm getting almost as much that as I am the clove. Mm-hmm. Which balances really well If it's not but, that it's like a star anise Kind of thing. It's not as rich as a star anise A star anise is like As soon as it's there it kind of almost overpowers everything
1: Lost Nathan again Oh uh-huh. Always on the second part hmm. We'll be right back Intermission
0: and we're back? Intermission over. <laughs> okay. <laughs> but as we were saying, it's a—it's it, not quite star anise, I don't think. Star anise just has a, a, a very, very prominent flavor. It's it, kind of mm-hmm. like a clove in that, like, if you've ever seen a star anise, it looks like a fucking star. Like, if yeah. you take a, a sliver of one end and you drop that in a beer, you're going to taste that. Yeah. Kind of like with a clove where you if you split a clove in half, you're gonna taste that. I, mm-hmm. I think that if it was star anise, it would be much more prevalent in the, the coriander. But it's something along those lines. It's it's in that family. And I can't can't quite <laughs> put my finger on it. But that's also what Belgian yeast does. Belgian yeast has so many other esters and fruitiness to it, and you're like, I don't know what all of you are <laughs> And that's a melting pot of spices and flavors. That's why I compared it. Not a dig, but I compared it to the Belgian the you know, <laughs> the country over. Yeah. <laughs> but it's really good. Yeah. It is. I mean it got <laughs> across the board. The one thing I do have to say is you can't see it in as long Anita's glasses I have. But I have absolutely no head. No. Me neither. Um and right. that is a major major downfall for a german wheat beer like that is quintessential part of a german wheat beer it has to have a head hmm. it has to have the appearance
1: we went it sound week. like a
0: broken record but last
2: week we <laughs> talked about the fact that none of our wheat beers have had heads yeah other
0: than the one we just poured hmm. um but uh, it's kind of annoying that that one doesn't, and the Boddington's is still looking perfect. Looking strong. Mine's died down quite a bit, but it's still there. Boddington's might be the
2: easiest drinking beer I've had in a long time. Mm-hmm. That just goes down.
1: It's really yeah. good, especially coming from the the vice beer, or the heffy, whatever you want to call it. The bitterness really comes out.
0: <clears throat> mm-hmm.
1: Which it may be the temperature, too. Mine was very cold.
2: Having had that again, that bitter flavor is delicious. Mm -hmm. It's just, I love it.
0: They are in massive stark contrast Mm
2: -hmm.
0: in the idea and the execution and my opinion on them. I don't even have to go back to it. I'm picking Boddington's. Upset. For coming from this guy,
2: I I thought I was going to be the zag to you guys' zig on this one. <laughs> I'm picking Boningtons on this one. <laughs> I I I like the experience of that beer more. Mm-hmm. Um, the bitterness, the ease with which it drinks, um, because I am so hooked on these crystal vice beers. The complications of having that extra banana y heffy flavor and knowing that you can get that in a more pure form, a more filtered essence of it. Just in my mind, because we're going through these in succession, it it knocks this one down a little bit, even though this is a like a, an amazing beer. This is um,
0: it's a fantastic heifer.
2: Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But uh, yeah, I'm 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 going with Boddingtons, and oh my god, we gotta really track down some more of that. Cause...
1: <laughs> I grabbed the last can that I could find.
0: I've got three in my uh, chest freezer right now, and okay. um, Liquor World again. a Shout out to Liquor World. Had another four pack, like <laughs> yeah. on the shelf today when I was looking.
1: So I have to go grab that.
0: But yeah, Zach, what are you picking?
1: Zachary, I, I think I'm gonna pick Boddingtons as well your Nathan's argument on the <laughs> the vice beer I drinking it it's really good it's an amazing beer but it makes me want a crystal vice beer
0: mm-hmm.
1: <laughs> which is what we had that what last week there was it was the uh the doppelbach just made you want mm-hmm. a different beer that,
0: 12 I wanted that quad yeah. that's why I went with um oh, what did we go with uh
1: I just edited uh, that today
0: but, <laughs> but I'm, but but let's, I'm Einstein.
2: Yeah, let's 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 revisit that because that was the fact that like, again, this is Nathan talking about Belgians, and even though it wasn't a Belgian, the Doppelbot because it was close to a type of Belgian, was just like that one, whatever that
0: is. (laughs) Yeah. So. Oh, that that's shocking. I mean, there's always one. There's always one team that's a two or a three or a four seed that goes down. And Tony Ludwig, I'm sorry. Uh, you just lost a Boddington's pub ale who's owned by AB InBev. Oof. Oof. So through through acquisition. Let's
2: let's point that yeah. out. Like, yes. Yes. And as far as we know has been discontinued. <laughs> 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 oh. Which all the more reason for it just to win the entire competition. <laughs> yep.
1: Here you go viewers. Here's a beer you'll never see again.
0: Ab and bev, can't believe we just picked a World War beer, beer <laughs> made by Ab and bev. But whatever, it's good when it's good.
1: Yeah, not very it's often, good, but yeah.
2: The <laughs> or, actually, the guys on Friends, it's good, it's good. the guys on Friends were correct. uh I don't know if you guys have watched Friends. I've seen some. They, they have a whole series of episodes that take place in London, and when they come back, they all rave about Boddingtons.
1: <laughs> so. You might have, I think you told us that
0: once. Yeah. <clears throat> so. Well, there's a reason I keep picking up the one that won. Yeah. It's just, it's it's more fun to drink.
1: Mm-hmm. We're going to have yep. to find, if it truly is discontinued and we can no longer find it, we have to find something similar to that. Some kind of other English pub ale.
0: Yeah. They're out there. We for, can do that for, gonna, for later episodes. We can hopefully find when COVID's over, if it ever is over, which it probably won't be, but still, um Zach, whenever you and I go to London, we'll find quite a few. And maybe we'll know which ones to bring with us.
1: In twenty twenty
0: two. Yeah. We'll see. Um <laughs> but yeah, Koenig Ludwig upset Oof. Fives
1: upset. across the board and got knocked down by a what, 3-5, what, 5
2: three fives and three seven fives every now and then a 12 seed takes out a five seed it happens mm-hmm. almost every year yeah
1: just just a bad day for Koenig weren't on their game
2: it was more of a matchup issue if we had to take yeah can't <laughs> say they weren't on their game Yeah,
0: yeah right then so got those two moved on yep We are good to go. We've got one, two, three, four, five, six matchups left for the round of 32.
1: (laughs) This is going to take so long. (laughs) I guess that's why we're doubling up on beer episodes.
0: (laughs) Doubling up on beer episodes. We've got uh, four match, two matchups, four matchups, eight beers coming to you next week. Mm -hmm. You've got eight beers for this week. We're hoping that you're following along with us. We're posting these up on YouTube. We're posting these up wherever you get podcasts. If you want to listen and just drink and go, man, these guys don't know what the fuck they're talking about. Couldn't look what's great. <laughs> and you think that? Hit us up on Twitter. Yeah. At Come beers at me, and bro. boost. <laughs> yeah. If you think it and you love to send us a picture of your beer that you got drinking, hit us up on Instagram at beers and pot. Mm-hmm. Call you... us dumbasses in our podcast comments on YouTube if you want. <laughs> yes. Don't give a shit. we're here for you guys and I hope
2: you like Boddington's I think we said it a long time ago but we're lovers not experts